0: My tea, coffee, it's kosher today. Morning. He said today we're gonna to learn something very fascinating. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we're doing try, trying to translate one of rabiel's renditions of a, a thought in the Parsha from the Rebbe's talks. Um, he gave over these thoughts in the Pasha in Yiddish. And he gave it over in a certain flavor and style. And it gives you a... a you have to sink your teeth into it a little differently. So I, I'm going to uh, share with you today something about... Something this week's Torah portion about the, about the laws of divorce. This week's Torah portion introduces divorce. And uh, it's interesting that we learn a lot of laws of marriage... From the laws of divorce, which doesn't sound like a very romantic thing to do, right? The Torah says this week, when a man will marry a woman uh, and will be intimate with her, and uh, uh, Torah says that if he wants to, if he divorces her and he marries she marries someone else and he, she wants to go back to the first husband, what the laws are? So, the Talmud derives from the various words of this Torah portion, which is about divorce, the laws of marriage. In the words, when a man will acquire a a woman, the Talmud interprets that one of the ways a person can betroth a woman is through giving money. From the fact the Torah says, and he'll be intimate with her, we learn from there that that's another way that betrothal can work. And from the fact the Torah says, she will leave her first husband, and she will go to another man, the Torah puts together her divorce from her first husband, with her marriage of her second husband, from there we learn out that the laws of divorce can be derived from the laws of marriage, and just like when a a woman gets divorced, she gets divorced with a document, so too when she gets married, she could also get married (coughs) not only with him giving her a ring or giving her or through physical intimacy, but also another way that can create a marriage is a document. If he gives her a document that says he wants to marry her, that document can, can affect a kosher, kosher marriage. Now, the obvious question is, why are we learning the laws of marriage from divorce when divorce and marriage are the opposites? Another interesting thing that we find that is that seems to be diametrically opposed to the way we will look at things is the order of the Talmud the Talmud has two tractates one about marriage, one about divorce and the Talmud presents to us the tractate of divorce when he arranged the order of the tractates of the Torah of the Talmud he first puts down there the tractate about divorce before the tractate of marriage which is mind-boggling because you cannot get divorced unless you get married first and yet, Rabbi al-Kaddish puts the tract of divorce before the tract of marriage. Why does, does Rabbi al kadish do this? Why is, does the Mishnah have divorce before marriage? So the Ramam says the reason is because in this week's Torah portion it says she will leave her first husband and she will marry the second husband. Since the Torah says divorce, in the, in the words of the Torah, the first divorce is presented before her, her second marriage, Therefore, the Rambam says that's why divorce is... is, is t- therefore, the detracted the of divorce comes before the tractate of marriage. But that doesn't really satisfy us, as the Yaivetz the, the asks on the Rambam, okay, you found a verse where, you found if, where it says divorce before marriage, granted. However, there's another verse. The, verse, the introductory verse of this same section of the Torah, which talks about um, this introductory, the introductory verse of the section about divorce, uh, says, when a man will marry a woman. That's the first thing the Torah says, when a man will marry a woman. And then the Torah says, and she divorces her first husband, she marries her second husband. Why, if the Rambam once says that the reason that the Talmud introduces divorce before marriage, because that's what the Torah does, one second, the, first talks about, the Torah first talks about marriage before it talks about divorce. So why is it that the Rambam says, no, it says divorce first. You found a verse where it says divorce first. Fine, but there's another verse which says marriage first. So why is it that the Talmud puts divorce before marriage? Well, the Rabbim doesn't really satisfy us, as Yavitz asks. Because you can't have a divorce without a marriage. So what's going on? Um, so to understand this, let's ask another question. The beginning of tr- the tractate about divorce starts with a very strange thing. It starts with the laws about a husband... Who lives off in a far-off country and he wants to send his wife a divorce and the question is how can he prove the authenticity of the divorce from when he sends it from this far-off country and he said the halacha is various things he could do and how how the divorce is brought and and how the court can validate the divorce that's a very um, uh, obscure halacha that's not very fundamental to the laws of divorce I mean there are many there are many things about divorce that would make more sense to be many more fundamental things about divorce, would which would seem more, a lot more appropriate to be the beginning of the tractate. First of all, let's, tell, let's talk about what a divorce is in the first place. Let's tell us how a divorce is supposed to be written. Tell us, there are there's a whole tractate, and, and it, it, the Talmud should have began, it seems, with something more fundamental. Why does it, even within the laws of sending a divorce, there are more fundamental things. How a divorce is sent, and yet the Talmud introduces the laws of divorce with a husband who's in a far off country, which is not an usual kind of thing, anyways. In other words, forget about the fact that this isn't a fundamental thing. It's also a rare thing. It's also a rare thing. So not it's not fundamental and it's rare. So why why do we um why does the Torah why does the Talmud introduce the laws of divorce with this obscure halach? So whatever Happens in this world comes from the way things are in heaven. Nothing happens here without it happening in heaven first. So a husband and wife in this world originate from God and the Jewish people. God is called the groom, we are called the bride. And as it says in the whole Song of Songs, is based upon this idea that God is our groom, we're his bride, and so it's a parable for for who we are and who God is in our relationship. So in this relationship with, with God, there is a concept of divorce and a concept of marriage. Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, is compared to the marriage of God and the Jewish people, or the edison, the engagement. And the destruction of the Temple is compared to, so to speak, the divorce of God and the Jewish people. So regarding the destruction of the Temple we just had in the Torah, God says, I don't consider this divorce, a as a sefer krisis. But the truth is, not only does God not say it's not called a divorce, the truth is technically, there can't be a divorce between God and the Jewish people, from, on several counts. First of all, He can't divorce us, because one of the one of the ways that a, in order for a woman to be get divorced, for example, through a document, um, the, a, div- a bill of divorce has to leave the husband, has to go into the domain of the woman receiving the divorce, and she has to hold on to it, and then, and then she's divorced. But in order for this to work with God we would have to find a place where God wasn't there and God is everywhere the Zohar says there's no place void of him the whole world's full of his glory so how can God send a divorce to the Jewish people there's no place that's outside of his domain number one number two there's even a halacha that if the husband sends his wife a divorce and the divorce is attached to a string literally and he, she's holding on to the divorce and he could yank it out of her hands so halacha is that as long as he's able to draw the divorce back from his wife, it's not considered a divorce. As long as there's a string attached, literally, and he's able to re it back, it's, why isn't that not a divorce? The Talmud says it's not called krisos. means it's not a full separation. It's still a string attached, and uh, it's not called a, a divorce. So looking at this in the analog, in God and the Jewish people, to say that God cannot reverse something, is is impossible? God and to say that God something out of God's hands, He did something you can't control. All these things don't apply to God. So, so this whole idea of of divorce seems to be something that's that's really irrelevant. But the Talmud addresses this by introducing the laws of divorce with a husband who goes off to a far off country. It goes off, not to a far off country, actually. The words of the Talmud are a husband who goes off to a, to a dinas hayam. Dinas hayam doesn't mean a far off country. Dinas hayam means to an island across the ocean. You could be in a far off country, but if I travel to that far off country, eventually I'll get there. The, what's unique about an, an a, a, a island is, is that it, I, there's no way for me to get there naturally. There has to be, I have to use a special tool to get to where there's something separating us. There's something separating us, and I have to use a, a ship to get to you. So the, the meaning of a husband being on a far-off island in the country has a spiritual representation. It means that the Jewish people and God have become estranged, and, and because we become estranged, there is a divide between us. Now, that's what the meaning of an island is. The opposite of an island in this analog, in the parable representing the analog, is Israel. What is Israel? The Talmud says Israel is a place where you want to do the will of God. The, the words in Hebrew, Eretz Yisrael, mean the desire to do the will of God. That's the place of a Jew. That's our natural habitat. The, 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 the definition of Israel in Hebrew is wanting to do the will of God. Being in the Israel means, doesn't necessarily mean that you're able to, you know, be in Haifa and, 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 on, uh, and you know, on the beach. Being in Israel means, Spiritually means that you you're in a zone, you're in a place in your mind and your heart. I want to do what God wants me to do. That's what being in Israel means. Being across the ocean means that you're totally far away from wanting to do the will of Hashem. And not only do you not want to do the will of Hashem, you're so far from it that there's something separating you from wanting to do the will of Hashem, which is totally unnatural to a Jew. A Jew naturally, as the Ramam writes, his nature is to want to do what Hashem wants. So being far off in a far off country. Where there's a ocean in between, that represents a Jew who is in, who is who is totally out of touch with who he is. So, that's the meaning of God being a far off island. It says in, in the uh, Psalm one one twenty one, God says, "I am your shadow." And Tov says, "Whatever we do, it causes a an effect on God, so to speak." So. God's our shadow. So when we are so estranged, so not interested, so disinterested of doing what Hashem wants us to do, to the extent that there's something dividing, separating us from wanting to do what Hashem wants, just to like break out of where we are to, to, to get into the zone of wanting to do what Hashem wants, when we're in, that, when we're in that, 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 that space, so that causes Hashem to get in that same space also. He is not really uh, estranged from us, but He copies where we are. When we're estranged from Him, so He becomes estranged from us. He, so to speak, is in the the idea of this destruction. of The temple is the idea of Hashem becoming in that separate. Not one, the idea of Hashem marrying us is Hashem revealing to us how He loves us and He wants us. That's what the Talmud says. That when we married God, when God gave us the Torah, it says He placed a mountain over our heads like a barrel. What's the meaning of a barrel? I mean, the mountain's over your head. Is is a pretty um, pretty vivid kind of analogy. What's any of the, of the extra words of the barrel? The answer is, is that a barrel is a place where once you're inside a barrel, you can't go anywhere. There's no place to go in, when you're inside a barrel. So spiritually, the meaning of God putting the mountain over head like a barrel, Hasidus explains means that God showed us such love and gave us the Torah that it was like a mother's love. There was no way to reject the love. It was something that overwhelmed us. God showed us such love then. When the temple was destroyed... It was the opposite. that God, so to speak, showed us that He rejected us. They weren't, he wasn't interested in us. So that's what the Talmud says. And the, there's a verse in, in Lamentations. We were like like a widow. The Talmud says, "Which one? We were, we were a widow or not a widow?" The Talmud says, "Like a widow." How were what, what were we like? We were like a woman whose husband went to a far off country. So, God, so to speak, showed this favor to us. He showed us He's not interested in us, but. The Talmud adds a words, adds two words to that to that description. The husband is in a far off country. Talmud adds two words. You know what the words are? and he wants to come back. So, the um, although it seems like Hashem isn't there because he's not showing that love for the Jewish people, not showing his interest in the Jewish people, that's why it seems like there's a divorce. That's the idea of a divorce, spiritually. There were, that just like a Jew is out of Hashem's domain. He's not thinking about what Hashem wants. So to speak, Hashem hides himself and he pretends not to be interested. But the Torah says it's not a real divorce. The husband wants to come back to his wife, even though while he's there, so to speak, even though he shows he's not, he's not interested, he destroys the temple. It seems like he pretends that he's not interested. But the whole time, he is there. He wants us. And everything that he's doing, really, is part of his plan of coming back. So it's not just that he happens to be in a state of estrangement, and you could think like, okay, so now we're in a state of estrangement. The Talmud says, even in the time of estrangement, you should know, the whole reason he's doing this is because he wants a deep relationship with us. As as the Torah says, that when um, a person returns to God after being in a state of distance, he is considered greater than the perfect tzaddik. He's considered higher than the the, the most righteous person. So what we have over here is something really fascinating. Hashem sends us off, or He goes off, to this island, so to speak. He presents to us Himself as being disinterested, that we are disfavored by Him, that He doesn't want us. But what's the whole point of Him doing this? He wants us to have a deep relationship. He wants to have wants Mashiach to come. He wants something deeper to happen. So that is why the Talmud derives the laws of divorce from the laws of marriage, and the laws of marriage rather from the laws of divorce. And why the Talmud places the law the laws of divorce before the laws of marriage. What did mind do say? Maimonides said the reason why the Torahs, the Talmud puts divorce before marriage is because the Torah does that. The Torah says she leaves the first husband and comes to the second husband. The the inner meaning of what the Raman is saying is that that verse tells us that divorce isn't the goal. Right after the the departure, there has to be the marriage. Hashem's distance from us is all about deep relationship. He's not interested in the separation. He only makes a separation because he wants something deeper. He wants something greater. He wants Mashiach to come, where there will be, be a deeper and higher relationship. That's the goal. So, what is a divorce really? What's, what's, the, what's the feigned divorce of Hashem to the Jewish people? What is it really about? What's the inner meaning of it? It seems like estrangement. No, die el The whole point of that, of that of Hashem presenting Himself as being disinterested in us is only in order to build a deeper relationship with us, Mashiach will come, only in order, order that we should return to Him. So therefore, what is the source of the laws of marriage? The laws of marriage are learned from the laws of divorce. What, to, to, to um, The preparation for this deeper marriage with the Hashem and the Jewish people is this period of estrangement. Anyways, bar, Baruch Hashem, we are uh, way past the, uh, the time of estrangement. To wait time uh, for Mashiach to come, and we gotta get in. Gotta get ready for the chuppah. Get ready for the for, for the marriage with Hashem, and uh, especially now in month of El, the king is in the field, and we gotta uh, gotta get get into it. David, questions, comments. All right. Great day.